Welcome to the Hardwood Hustle podcast where we know and believe in the value of a coach. We're here to educate, empower, and encourage you to lead like never before. The NBA is back, or at least in a couple weeks it will be. Today's episode, TJ and I share all the thoughts and predictions and the things to look out for as the NBA resumes action here in the next few weeks. It obviously will look different. It's going to feel different. And as a result, TJ and I make some predictions as to what type of basketball we will actually see when it resumes. Let us know what you think. Send us a tweet at hardwood underscore hustle if you agree with some of the things, if you've got some additional thoughts or perspectives on some of the things we share in today's episode. But check out today's episode before NBA gets going because I think it'll help intrigue you and excite you for what's to come. Let's jump into today's episode. TJ, it appears here in the next few weeks there will be NBA basketball on TV. Uh, Everyone suspected that they would try to go and resume the season, but never knew if it actually could come to fruition. But with all the NBA players down in the NBA bubble down in Orlando, things seem to be progressing and moving forward. Limited cases of coronavirus popping up and disrupting the momentum that they're building down there. It appears there will be basketball from a basketball fan. I am ecstatic, not just with the NBA, but also with the WNBA. I do want to engage in a conversation with basketball resuming in this new fanless bubble type environment. What are you most excited to look for? What are you interested to see? How do you think it's going to play out? Here's, can I share first, TJ, before we jump into your thoughts? Here's what I think and what I'm really anxious to see. I believe we are going to see a significantly more fundamental-based style of basketball played moving forward this upcoming season. I believe, and I am interested to see, that in the fanless arena, where you don't have the star-studded A-list celebrities surrounding center court, right? Yes, the spotlights are still on, but the crowd environment is not there. That I think a lot of the human highlight reel plays, the extravagant over-the-top one-on-one style of basketball, right? The stuff that's going to be more me-focused. Yes, they recognize millions are watching at home still, but in the environment that they're in, they're not having that adrenaline-inducing, I believe, need to show out, to kind of play that style and, and be that spectacular superstar. I think, TJ, we're going to see a very team-oriented, fundamentally-based style of basketball. And I know some people may say, that's crazy, Adam. It's going to be sloppy, right? They haven't played in a while. I get it. There may be a little bit of that, but I believe the style is going to be significantly different because of the fanless environment. And I'm anxious to see how that plays out. What do you think about that? Yeah, you know, I I don't know. I definitely think that the dynamic is going to be changed. I mean, I think about you know, all of us are are prone to I – mean, I was playing pickleball yesterday, and, you know, when you're playing with four people and you're just playing and you, you let your guard down, then all of a sudden eight people start watching you. You start thinking, people are watching me, you know what I mean? And, and uh, I, I, you know, multiply that times, you know, 50,000 people in the stands or whatever, you know. It, it's going to be different. I definitely think it's going to be different. I, I, I can see it being both. I mean, I can see it being – you know, a little bit more like uh, pickup slash like trash talk, like getting competitive pickup game kind of feel to it. 
um, as, as they get a little bit more engulfed in just what's going on right there in the moment versus what's going on around them. Because how do you go to an NBA game and not be in just enamored by everything going on around you? They're shooting out T-shirts. There's fans going crazy. There's, I mean, there's just so much going on. If I'm on the court, I mean, I've been in games as a coach where the crowds were a lot bigger than others, or we played in this particular arena and you recognize there's a lot of stuff going on, you know, like you're, you're very highly aware of that. And so all of a sudden you're in an empty gym, just competing with people. I don't know exactly how it's going to play out, but I do feel pretty confident it's going to play out different. And we're going to see a little bit different style of game than we would see in a typical NBA game slash, you know, uh, in a, in a full arena with, with all the cameras. Here's the second thing I think, TJ, and you kind of alluded to it a little bit. I'm expecting an intense competition, almost like 80s-style basketball. I don't know if the referees will allow that style of basketball to actually play out, but, but I'm interested. There's some pent-up, I don't want to say frustration, right, because I don't think it's frustration. That's not the right word, but they're trapped in a bubble, TJ, like they're locked in a hotel room. They can't go anywhere. Like the court in game is like their time to just kind of let loose that testosterone, let it loose. Right. And I envision it's going to get feisty It's going to get testy. I think because of the fact that there aren't fans in there, they're going to have to find this competitive fire by way of going at the other person in a more aggressive manner. Right. Cause they can't feed off the crowd. And I think there's going to be a lot more kind of scuffles in your face, pushing, shoving, that type of basketball. And I hope for the sake of entertainment that the refs don't do what they always do, that we've become so accustomed that they they jump in the moment someone starts talking, right? Like, let them, let them go a little bit, right? Let let them get after one another. Let's see it play out. Let's obviously cut the line, you know, not let it go over the line. Let's, you know, let's make smart decisions there, but let them play because, I believe that environment, I can only imagine, right? I think, I think everybody's been on edge a little bit more than ever before in the history of this world, you could almost argue, at least here in the United States or at least in the last decade or so, in light of everything going on. And I believe that will come out in some capacity on the court. It is. You know, I feel like even if you just look at Americans, I feel like you're seeing more just agitation within probably marriages and and just interactions with other people because everyone just unrest. There's a tension there. And I think it's going to play out. And that's the second thing I am anxious to see and why I'm locked in and tuning into this upcoming season. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, I think we all feel that. And, you know, I I think that uh, I I was trying to just imagine myself as a competitor growing up, like I don't think my desire to win on Friday night in front of the crowd was much different than my desire to win Saturday morning at a pickup game in the rec during the summer. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that same desire to win, but it definitely played out differently in front of a crowd than it did with 10 people in a pickup gym and what, you know, and so I think what you're alluding to is much like that, you know, like it gets heated and, you know, that was out on you. And, you know, like that people just start getting arguing. If it, like, I, I can, I can very much see games having that type of, of uh, feel to it and being amplified by everything that's going on. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, just with 
what's going on with race relations and all the things the NBA is going to allow and not allow and how people are taking different stance, what they're wearing on their jersey, what they're not wearing on their jersey. Like, I, I think that it's just going to be a really interesting time of a little bit of both. I mean, a little bit of healing, being back to normal, being back to doing what they do, being back to being around people and friends in the basketball world, and also the frustration, the pent-up frustration of what's been going on you know, with, with COVID and racism, all the thing over the last four or five months or, or plus. And I, I think it's going to, you know, be a little bit of a, of a, just a concoction that we're unsure of exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, you've seen videos of teams playing in their practice facilities. And sometimes the, the footage that we see and we get exposed to shows intense scrimmages, right? Within the team, right? These inner squad scrimmages, it gets intense. And you hear stories of, the dream team when they practice in Barcelona back in 92, that it was the greatest game. No one ever, no one's ever seen. Right. I think that's what, how they phrased it. Magic and Michael and all of them to talk. I know they talked about in the last dance. One thing that's interesting is when you play in this silent environment, you can hear all the noise. You hear all the chatter, you hear all the trash talk, you hear all the chirping. And there's going to be a significant increase in that. And that chirping and that chatter and that trash talk fuels things. But I think when there's kids in the front, or front row or two in a normal arena where it's loud and you can't hear and the music's going in between this and that, and some of that may get drowned out and you may miss some of that. It won't be missed now, right? When benches are yelling at the other person, everybody will hear it, right? Where when a player dunks on someone and is chirping as they backpedal back, they, that other person is hearing it loud and clear. There's going to be some confrontation, and I believe the trash talking and the volume of being able to hear each other is going to be one of the lead agitators in it. I'm, once again, are the refs going to ref this differently? Are they going to allow some of that you know, to kind of help fuel the environment? It's going to be interesting, but I think there's going to be a lot more. Tucker Herzberg, producer of this podcast, bringing you this week's Team Snap Halftime Talk. In my role as a sports performance coach, I'm always trying to find the balance between focus and fun with the athletes I work with. I find most of the athletes I work with have experienced way more focus than fun when it comes to their experience with strength and conditioning. While I want athletes that work hard and are focused, I also want my athletes to have a positive relationship with exercise, knowing that most of them will one day be done playing sports, but will hopefully continue exercising as a part of their healthy lifestyle. If the only goal of strength and conditioning is focus, leaving no room for fun through competitions or games, a negative relationship with exercise can easily be formed. Coaches, this week, make sure each of your team's workouts balance both focus and fun, which I find effective by adding a competition or game into both the warm-up and cool-down of the workout, with the center portion of your workout being a more focused approach. We appreciate TeamSnap for all of their continued support of the Harvard Hustle and for providing the best team communication app available, which you can find at teamsnap.com backslash hustle. And before we jump back in, let's take a look at the shootaway halftime stat sheet. In the upcoming NBA playoffs, each team will play eight final regular season games to determine the matchups. If the number nine seed in either conference finishes, finishes within four games of the eight seed, there will be a play-in tournament in which the nine seed would need to beat the eight seed in two consecutive games to reach the playoffs. If the eight seed wins one of those two games, they would qualify. And we have an incredible race in the Western Conference with five teams within three to six games of the Grizzlies. 
the Blazers, Pelicans, Kings, Spurs, and Suns. Thanks to Shootaway for this week's halftime stat sheet. Learn more about what makes theirs the best basketball shooting machine in the world at shootaway.com. Now, back to the episode. There also might be a sense of a feeling of like just going back to the pureness of the game to a lot of these players. I mean, it can be, I mean, it could be a walk down memory lane to, you know, travel ball or whatever, where we're staying in the hotel with our boys and, you know, we're going to lace them up. We're staying in the hotel with our girls. Like they're on the road trip. And all of a sudden we're going over to the wide world of sports where they played a ton of tournaments anyway. And they go over. I mean, I, I can, I can see it also being somewhat refreshing to a lot of these players to, to not feel like, you know, I got to do this. I got to perform this way. I've got to do this in front of all these people. I can just hoop, you know, I can yeah. just hoop like, I don't have to put on a show. Yeah. Right. Like, like let's go hoop. I, yeah. I agree. I think that's a good observation. And, and also, you know, the brevity of it, you know, it's not some 82 game. We're going to a shortened, here we are, get into the playoffs, you know, kind of let's make a run type thing. And so, all of these games are going to matter a lot and it's going to be in a condensed period of time. Like, you know, if you have the, you know, COVID hangover and you don't play well for two or three weeks, that's going to be a lot of trouble in this scenario. And so that's going to amplify things too. the, all of the, the ingredients that go into this has to make for just an exciting product. I would even add the loss of basketball over the last few months. Yeah. Yeah, I would hope and imagine fuels a more competitive environment. It's almost like we're, you know, return to joy. Like, you know, someone recovers from an injury, they step back onto the court with a new perspective, a new appreciation for what they just lost. Well, we all lost it for a few months. Like these guys lived every single day playing basketball and a lot of them couldn't even do it for 30, 60 days, right? Because of lockdown, now they get a chance to do it again. So I think in that regard, you're right. I think the, purity of the game, being able to go on the court, hearing the bouncing of the ball, right? Hearing the sneakers on the court, all those things that you, you know, may get lost in the show of the NBA is going to be back. And do you think the game's going to be sloppy? I definitely think it's going to be sloppy. uh, Like originally coming back, I think it's it's just, just the hangover and the layoff of, of not being nearly as sharp. I mean, a lot of these guys have been working out, but not the way they have before. Uh, but I also think, so I think from that element, just the, the, the sharpness of it is going to be off. But I also think that we're going to see some rejuvenated legs, minds. Like I think, you know, I think about the, the wear and tear of a season for me. And as we get towards the end of the season, you know, I value more than anything, the way we feel, how do we feel going into this game? And I think everybody's going to come back feeling really, really good. And so I think we're going to see some exciting, uh, intense games because of just the energy level is going to be physically and mentally and all the things we just talked about is really going to be up. I think one of the other things we didn't talk about that I've been really interested in, in, in watching is how some of these guys react in the bubble, you know, like, and how, and how that will wear over time. What's that feel like? What's, I mean, what's the bubble feel like in week one? But what's the bubble feel like in week nine? You know, like like almost you're going to be happy you get bounced out of the playoffs. Well, I mean, <laughs> hey, I, mean I get to go home. You're already hearing it. You know, like I mean, I loved the John ja Morant today, yesterday when he said, you know, my room is fine, the food is fine. I'm not a silver spoon guy. I'm a ramen noodles guy. 
But then you also hear chirping on the other side of these players, like this food's getting old, I'm going to be cooped up. Like you're getting a little bit of both. And then you had the one player that crossed the line, has to re-quarantine. You got Westbrook and Harden that already, you know, have it tested going into it. It's like, I, I think P- I, P- PJ Tucker with the Rockets talking about, I can't do this uh, swab up my nose every 48 hours. Yeah. I mean, th- th- there's going to be some, there's going to be some interesting things that play out. And I mean, you already see, like, I don't know, the Mavericks were on their porches singing these songs. You see JJ Reddick shotgun and beers in a little baby pool. Like it, there's going to be some craziness that comes from this. I mean, I think it's all, they're going to be, I mean, I feel like it's that movie. What's that movie? Jim Carrey movie from, uh, a while back where he's like in a bubble have you ever seen that movie i'm not a movie evan almighty i don't know i don't remember the name of it but i think please someone tweet us the name of this movie tweet us the name of that movie yeah um but i I think it's good i think that's gonna play on it as well are players allowed as their families aren't allowed in the bubble i i don't know the final ruling on that i know they were trying to figure it out maybe during game action when the season begins but I'm, i'm not quite sure yeah, that can wear on you too. So I, all the the all of the elements that play into this have got to make for a bunch of really interesting storylines and some really good competition. Do you view the winner of this season with an asterisk? There's been talk about that, right? The champion that comes out of this. Yeah, they were yeah. the champion, but it's not the real champion. It's it's I, not the true champion. I view them as a double asterisk as they won a championship and a really unusual season. So it's like, it's not like the other championships, but they also won a championship in a season that wasn't like other seasons. They were the toughest team in the bubble coming out. Right. So I think it's like, I think it's like different championship than the others, but it does. I don't think it's a devalued championship. I think it's like, Hey, under these conditions, this was the toughest and best team. And I think there's a badge of honor in that, just as there is an asterisk next to it that says this is just different than other seasons. There, there. Well, either way, I'm excited for basketball action to resume. Uh, the WNBA also is getting back in action, which I'm excited to watch the WNBA get going again. But either way, I think for all sports-starved fans, basketball-starved fans, it's going to be fun and enjoyable. And it's essentially we all get to live with the NBA league pass essentially because there's games every day, which isn't common, even though it is typically four days out of the week nowadays, but you know, it's just basketball all the time, which is going to be so, so fun, so special. And, and I, I have enjoyed hearing a few of the athletes basically celebrate JJ Barrera, for example, tweeted this and Mark Cuban shared it that don't listen to the noise. The NBA have been doing an incredible job creating an environment that's safe, doing all the necessary protocols, creating this bubble environment. J.J. Barrera had a great post, and I've seen a couple people post that, and and I'm trusting them. I'm I'm ignoring some of the complainers and some of the negative news. I I think it's actually the NBA is doing a really good thing, and they're taking all the precautions. And people think, well, NBA just wants to worry about the money. Like Adam Silver said, it's a very expensive bubble to create, as you can imagine, right? It's not necessarily the most financially rewarding decision, but they wanted to provide basketball back to the community, back to the world, and I'm excited to watch it. So listen, let us know what you think you are most excited for. Any of the thoughts that we have, if you have any commentary on that, please let us know. Tweet us at hardwood underscore hustle. We'd love to interact 
uh, and see what your thoughts are about the upcoming NBA season that is about to resume here in the next week or so. For Adam, TJ, we are the Hardwood Hustle. Until next time, we're out. Coaches, one more thing before you go. Have you ever had a desire to improve your team's communication? Have you ever had moments where you just get frustrated that they're not bringing the energy and the life in practice and and maybe even in games sometimes? Has there ever been moments where the focus and their engagement doesn't seem to quite be where it needs to be and you just sit there and think, man, I wish I had some type of exercise. I wish I had some type of drill or activity that I could do to change all of this. Coaches, I want to encourage you to check out Lead Em Up. We've got a ton of exercises, drills, and concepts designed to improve the certain aspects of your player's character and leadership to help you improve as a team. And when the player improves as a leader, your team will grow as a result. And we always believe when the leader improves, everybody wins. So coaches, if you've ever had that desire, maybe you've even gone to the stretches of Googling communication exercise or Googling how to get my team more excited, how to get my team talking, any of those different things that we all deal with with coaches, don't stress any longer. Go check out leademup.com, get signed up. It's only $99 and you get access to our full library for the entire year filled with drills and exercises that you can use today with your team and change everything about the momentum and direction of your players. Coaches, want to encourage you to check that out. I think it'll be a valuable resource that will help you as a coach. Hey, I'm Adam. Till next time, we're out.